recording live from our studio at Hudson FC on this post-international break Thursday. And we've got a couple special guests for you. Tanner from Atlanta United Fan TV and Nick, the garlic bread warlord from soccer over there. What up? Greatest name on Twitter. How are, how are you guys Isn't doing? it the greatest name? Every time I read it, I get hungry. Hey, well, you know, I'm, I'm just out here to help the people. Yeah. Do you have a garlic bread sponsor? Because if you don't, you should really get on that. You really, you I, really I need to work say. on that immediately. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Is it the garlic bread? that? Okay, so every time that I eat garlic bread, it's normally mm-hmm. with a specific meal. So, like, yeah. for me, it's spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Like, grilled uh, uh, garlic bread and spaghetti go hand in hand. Perfect. Garlic bread so, and any Italian pasta, like mm-hmm. any food. Like oh, yeah. So, Italian, so bread, when you say you're a garlic bread warlord, oh, yes. what, what, what entirely does that mean? What it means is that my son and I had some garlic bread in front of us, and my son is nine, and he kept trying to reach for my garlic bread. And I had this moment where I don't know how much I can say on camera, but I was willing to inflict a certain level of aggression to ensure that my garlic bread was preserved and just for me. And in that moment, I, see I, what you're him, saying. I said, I said, my, my boy, I love you. I brought you into this world, well, but I will go you didn't, full. But. No, I did not. I, I did none of the work, but <laughs> I'm saying I will go full warlord on you. If you touch my garlic bread again, <laughs> and his Hands eyes, off my fucking got, garlic bread. His eyes got about this Look, big. I get you're my son and I love you and everything. Yeah. But you're going to learn something about life. This is my garlic bread. That's correct. It's your own. That's correct. Oh, you already ate your own. That sucks. So does life. Get used to it. <laughs> So, guys, uh, a lot going on. Uh, first, I want to cover just some stuff that's been going on with Atlanta United Fan TV and Unrelegated. Um, we're a family now, if you didn't know. Uh, and, surprise. And, yeah, surprise. I could not uh, look at and Kelly. And the kid is yours. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we, we That would did, not be the first time I heard that. We did a, we did a vlog uh, recently uh, with um, uh, was, uh, Mark from Atlanta yes. Fan TV, AJ, and Kelly. Yes, and we went to that pop-up exhibit at the gallery at Wish ATL. Yep. And that was really cool. So we saw all the sort of uh, iconic moments, uh, photos. The They had the books on display that you can get, the United Conquered books. They had uh, all of the uh, jewelry, uh, including the $10,000 fan ring that we found out they only made 17 They of. only made they 17. They already made them. They already made so them. So it's not like they're doing it to order. They made 17, and that's it. And that's it. it. Correct. Wow. So if yeah. you do drop the ten grand, you will be one of seventeen people to have yep. one. And again, if you do that, you're an asshole. Can we just agree <laughs> that if you spend ten thousand dollars on a ring, don't do a walk of flock. Don't do a walk of your ring at a music festival or, or tweet about it. I just <laughs> yeah. don't get like for my thing. I think they're cool. I get it, but like it should only be replicas. You couldn't. You shouldn't be able to get the ones that the players no, have. They earned it on not. the field as a fan. But, as cool uh, as it is, their rings never... are worth way more than ten grand. Yeah, but even so, you should. <laughs> they're even also have one. they're also very so they're customized differently as well, which right. means that they have more diamonds and more things like that on them. So yeah. they're definitely more and they have worth the more than 10,000. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. So, still. so if it's 10,000, what level of customization am I getting for this? And two, is it a package deal? Do I get like a special jersey with it? Do I get well, anything Well, I don't else? know, no, Nick. I didn't ask. I don't <laughs> have $10,000. This is what we need to know, though. I think you get the the knowledge of knowing that you are one of only one of 17 people rich enough to own one. You know, to be, to be com- completely frank, I'm pretty sure I know at least one person that probably has one. Yeah. Okay. Really? You yeah. always know the secrets. I don't know I do. what's I, going uh, on with that. It's weird how I know, but it's I just know. It's not Waka Flocka. <laughs> it is not Waka Flocka. Yeah. That's for sure. But I, I definitely, it, I think I know at least one person that I would think. have one. 
So, uh, also, uh, you guys, uh, and I say you guys, I mean that um, at Lane Night Fan TV, I think it was uh, the episode with Devin talking about Julian Gressel, the latest uh, Five Stripe Weekly, had a throw, uh, a throw in from uh, uh, this week in MLS. And uh, Susanna Collins and Kalen Carr kind of threw a question uh, to, to the podcast about, you know, what, uh, how Atlanta United fans were feeling about what's going on lately. And, and then they're throwing back to, to them. And maybe, I think, I guess they'll, we'll be on their show. Yeah, uh, I think they want us up there at some point in time. Uh, it'd be, well, yeah. it'd be a blast to get up there to get up to New York. I think we'd love to go up there at some point, whether it's the City game or the Red Bulls game. I think that makes sense for all of us just so we Absolutely. can really see that. Mm-hmm. And besides, there's plenty of tickets at Red Bull Arena anyway, especially yes. when you're losing to teams like Orlando. <laughs> um, and it's not it's not even about losing to teams at Orlando. Like I, This is something, a conversation that I have with uh, Jason on Soccer Down here this past Monday morning when we do uh, our unrelegated takeover, but like the marketing for that team is, is an exception Exceptionally, not hitting the markets that they need to, and and the the lack of turnout they have is due to that, and it's and it's it's shitty because honestly, the Red Bulls are a great a great team, and they should be drawing more fans than they are. I'm not upset about it though because if Atlanta United are having a down year, for the Red Bulls to also not do well makes it advantageous to United. If we are slow to get off the blocks, yep. if you know that your biggest rival traditionally is struggling as well. I mean, if you get to the playoffs and you're playing good football and they can figure out how to play on the road, then this team's good enough to beat anyone regardless of and who we'll, it is. We'll get into that after the break. Um, and uh, before we get into all of that, I did want to mention that we also, in addition to the vlog, in addition to uh, new collaboration with uh, uh, This Week in MLS um, and potentially going up there, etc., we got to spend some time with Breck Shea. And so AJ, Devin, and I went over to hang out at Ink and Dagger Tattoo in Roswell with the Eddie Stacy, and we got to hang out for a couple of hours with Breck while he got his tattoo. So uh, look forward to some content coming out uh, with uh, some cool stuff that resulted from that, and uh, that's going to be really dope. So Devin and Breck Shea in the same room. I can see how that could be some very interesting conversation. It was a lot of yeah. dude. dude. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I could see that as well. More or yeah. less dude than Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah. Like. No, super laid back guy uh, was was, uh, very open with us, and we got a lot of cool nuggets from that. I'm excited to see that. Yeah, me too. So no pressure, AJ. No yeah, pressure. no pressure on the end. <laughs> I, I did the I did the vlog, so pressure's off me. I got that out, and uh, and so yeah. But as you can see, we're pumping out content like crazy well, fast. Don't forget right now. Kate Riley as well. So that was that's a sneak preview. Um, I, I didn't realize that Kate would be releasing a photo so early, but I'm actually really glad that she did because it gave uh, all of our fans a sneak preview and sort what of like going the amazing on? content that we got coming. So we did. Uh, me and Tanner had the wonderful opportunity to sit and talk. Well, to sit, we stand and talk with Kate Riley about some of her. Uh, right. We have uh, a top things. secret new show coming yeah. out. I'm not going. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying that we got to talk with Top Kate Riley. Secret. I didn't say the name, did I? No, uh, you I didn't. didn't. All right, we're good. I'm we didn't. I'm and I didn't really say anything else either. And, uh, and Jay's giving us this phrase like, shut up right now. <laughs> well, the sh- you mentioned the show, so the show's <laughs> out now. Uh, so, uh, well, I mean, to be fair, the photo I, was I out. I have no idea what I, you guys are talking about right now. I didn't right know now, we could secret. talk about the show, the name of it. And we, all didn't, we didn't talk about the name of the show. You did. You said Kit Chat, but that's okay. Can we just, oh, I actually can we, didn't. Yeah. Can we just bleep <laughs> that? Wait, hold on. Time out. Stop. Time out. Stop. You can actually cut this out right now. Um, we actually didn't say Kit Chat. I heard you say it. Yeah. I didn't say Kit Chat. I, I guess I said yeah, it. One of you said, said it. it. I guess I said it. You could have just bleeped me. I said it. You, you, okay. you can bleep all of them. 
I think we should. I'm not editing actually, any of this. Actually, I'm not, I don't have time tonight to edit this. I don't have yeah, time. Just, just put just put the bleep on him and well, then keep it. It's going to be hard cuts. Then it's going to look awful. So don't just worry bleep about, it. Yeah. Just bleep it. Well, what am I going to bleep? This whole segment that we just stopped. No, just, ble- about? just bleep the name. Yeah, just, go, just yeah, bleep the just, name. Just pull up wave. Pull up the waveform on the audio. It's fine now because now I'm going to have to cut this whole five minute segment out. So it's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. I don't know. I mean, I was just told we can't say the. I didn't know we couldn't say the name. I, well, I was just told that it's that's we don't like in case something changed or something. So on, I don't know. On, gets on podcast first time, fucks up, reveals name of show. <laughs> I'm basically Tom Holland. <laughs> I don't know the rules. I was just told not to talk about. Like I didn't know the rules. <laughs> what a fantastic right. time. Are Tom to Holland? Actually, fries. now that I think about it. All right. So if I need to go out and bleep the name, I can. I'll bleep the name for you. At this point, we have five minutes of us making. I'll leave it for you. (laughs) You're gonna have you're gonna download DaVinci and Premiere Pro and edit out the video for me. I'm gonna just add a bleep. (laughs) Right? Yeah. No. Well, video. (laughs) Well, then let's just cut it, and then I'll say something along the lines of. Yeah, I said it. something. I'll, fi- I'll figure it out. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a great time to tell everybody to come out to Hudson FC for all of your sports, beverage, and food needs. It's <laughs> yeah. here, uh, Hudson I'm FC, sorry, right Jay. off the Patreon. It's Industrial okay. Boulevard. I'll figure it out. Um, Whoops. <laughs> I, I, Fucking Tanner. <laughs> damn it. I, I mean, the picture was fine. I just didn't know that uh, we could say. Uh, I thought we couldn't say the name and stuff yet because I didn't know that that was all ironed in in case it didn't come out. Either whatever. way, fun yeah. stuff coming. Fun stuff coming. Okay, I out. am. I'm exceptionally jealous of the amount of content that you guys put out. I think it's incredible. So well done. I don't, Thank you. I, I wish to Thank God you. I had that kind of time. I was saying that to Jay earlier today as I was uh, reveling with uh, Kevin with Home Before Dark about how much content's coming out nowadays and just how incredibly uh, enamored I am with the amount of work that's being put into it. And, and Jay, i got to give you huge props. Um, obviously, you and AJ do a lot of work, but, I mean, by all means, I can't. I can't. Thank you enough for everything that you do for for both uh, Unrelegated and Atlanta Night Fan TV. The edit game is strong. Very strong. Super strong. Thank you. As somebody who has a mountain of student debt who went to school to learn this stuff, I am extraordinarily impressed by your work, (laughs) sir. And I'm infuriated. That, that you spent all that money? I spent all that money for nothing. YouTube University, baby. <laughs> Proud graduate. He, he's, he's a summa cum laude, <laughs> this man right here. So, guys, we have um, some Atlanta United uh, news um, uh, that we can talk about. But first, uh, I want to get into the international break. Yep. And Joseph Martinez got in there, and a few minutes later for Venezuela uh, versus Argentina, uh, went ahead and pulled away a penalty kick. And he's the one that earned it, too. So yeah, he did. Doing Joseph things. And it was a eh, penalty, to be yeah, perfectly honest. Yeah. He kind of threw himself to the ground. But actually, when he, when he did the penalty run-up that you know we're all very familiar with, the whole world Everybody was just like, what is mind. he doing? Why is the guy doing this Nobody, silly penalty yeah. where he hops? And everyone's like, what's going on? And he was like, he does it every time. Nobody's paying attention to Venezuela, Panama. And it's his first goal since, like, 2016. For the national team. Or something. Yeah. For the national team. So that's a huge goal for him. So nobody's seen it. it? I didn't realize nobody's seen that on the global stage yeah well i guess it kind of tells you how much people watch atlanta United and mls outside of like if there's a big name like almiron they yeah. still don't really pay attention and which i guess gives you a you know a line I mean, to grow I, would, to. I would honestly say that joseph's also up onto that stage of of goals with almiron or like a, a acknowledgement of almiron but the, the thing that they're probably researching are when they are not researching but when they see <sighs> it's not penalty kicks well he takes a bunch of them well the issue yeah, is but that's it, not what they're that's not what they're pushing though on on a global on on, on the global soccer level he had his shot in Switzerland. He had his shot in Italy. And so he's a known quantity yeah. to them. Yeah. And as a result, they're kind of like, oh, yeah, it's the guy who really didn't make it here. Okay, cool. Yeah. And turn the channel. Yeah. But 
if they only knew that, oh, yes, players can grow and develop, and yeah. now he's infinitely, <laughs> more infinitely superior. better. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His FIFA card. Radically it's just funny how he's that. been. He he did that hop and skip and a jump, uh, probably you know uh, at least half a dozen times last season, and he does it once on the world stage. People are like, "Holy crap!" Like, did you see that? And we're just like, "Yeah." He does it all the time. <laughs> what are you talking Casual. about? Um, also, PD Martinez um, played uh, uh, the first half um, uh, for Argentina in their first match um, and was out with an injury. We'll talk about the injuries after the break. Uh, Miles Robinson, guys, he started and played seventy-five minutes for the. U.S. under-23 team that ended up drawing the Netherlands nil-nil in Spain. And he came on as a halftime sub in a 2-0 loss to Egypt. Yeah. And he didn't look bothered at all against mm-hmm. the Netherlands. Not at no. all. He's really developing very quickly. And, yeah. I, and I love I it. it I love every minute of it. I can tell you right now that we've had more Robinson customization orders in the team store in the last week than we've ever had in the previous That's year wild. before that. I just love People it. are coming in now and just Robinson, Robinson. And they're just blown away by hey, the guy. Hey, Miles Robinson. We need to get a Miles Easy. Robinson uh Attached with Miles. Does he <laughs> should. Yeah. I mean, I'd be down for that one. That's well, just sure. like we're just like you're getting a tattoo. I'm, I'm I'm due for a tattoo soon. So if we can like squeeze that into a a, a, t- a tattoo. Eddie said Miles. any of the guys at Inca Dagger would be able to do that line work for you real well. So right. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, it's just it's particular because it's at a certain part of my body that needs you it to be extremely small and fine. Just make the jump. Just do it. I mean, I have a tattoo. Like, it's not like it's my first one. Yeah, but this but one's it's, 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 visible. Just get a full try. This one is, this, well, my first one's kind of visible also, but, like, this one is, like, I'm not going where, where it's going to be exactly because you'll figure it out later. Um, but, yeah, no, it's just, it's something that I've been trying to research. This is an audio me. medium, by the way, so. That's true. <laughs> I want to get a tattoo on my neck, mm-hmm. but, like, behind my ear. Mm-hmm. And so it has to be extremely small mm-hmm. and fine and, and detailed, but... I like you know it's yeah. on my neck, so like that sounds painful. I'm not gonna lie. That sounds very sounds painful. really but painful. You should go to Ink and Dagger and do it for sure. I would, I would trust all those. Be, all those people are great. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will never get a tattoo. Too scared. <laughs> <laughs> you're, so you're like Julian Gressel. You're like pretty much. And eh, not gonna do that. But, but back to Robinson. Can yeah. we give a shout out to Atlanta United scouting ability? The fact oh, for that, they keep that draft, the best draft, that draft year. is the best draft year ever, <laughs> right? I mean, how many other MLS? Don Lobby's in there, isn't he? And and uh, you can go on and on who who's all's in there, and then, um, but yeah, it's especially it worked out well for to Atlanta. bring out two starters in your first yeah. ever draft to have a wing back who's the best wing back in the league probably, mm-hmm. and to have a center back who's quickly developing into one of the best center backs in the league. Yeah, and then you're looking at for this round, uh, uh, Asedu. Yeah, looks amazing. Yes. Yeah. He's he looks always so looks good, good in every Atlanta two game. You're like, holy shit, this guy is like, we have this could be depth next year for, yeah, for midfield. For you know? sure. Or yeah, even at the, at the well, US hell, Open if you're Cup. in a three man midfield with mm-hmm. Nagby, Rometty, and US and Open Cup, baby. I want to see They would him. cover every blade of grass on yeah. the pitch twice over. Mm-hmm. I want to see him. And but, that's that's another one. Aseadu, tats with Aseadu. That would be cool, too. Need we to need to get all these guys tattoos. Just get them all <laughs> tatted up for, for the selfish purpose of Atlanta Fan TV interviews. <laughs> well, you know, people talk about the, the New England Patriots, and they say, how do they keep unearthing this talent? What what do they have where they can keep finding people in later rounds that just pan out to be, like, Super Bowl-caliber talent? Five foot nine white wide receivers. Yeah. <laughs> and, and everyone keeps overlooking, and it seems like Atlanta United has that gene in them where they say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll take this guy that no one else seems to really want, right. and uh, because he's small. Okay, whatever. Sure MLS thing. Combine MVP. Yeah, and you don't get that just on a fluke. You right. get that for for day in and day out, mm-hmm. going hard. 
consistently. And wasn't Miles in one of the MLS uh, player uh, uh, starting he's a, lineups he's a of the generation week? Generation Adidas player, I know yeah. That well, that. But I'm just saying, I did. I think. He oh, he was in team of the week. Team of the week yeah. for yeah, 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 uh, Philadelphia yeah. week. Yeah, exactly. Very cool. Andrew Carlton also scored a goal in a 2-1 win for the U.S. under-20s against Japan and Spain, and he just missed one, uh, a dope-free kick in a 2-2 draw with France uh, in his first match. So uh, Andrew looking like he's really put his head down in the offseason, and it's, it's paying off. Oh, absolutely. Because um, uh, he's doing, doing quite well. Uh, so, yeah, we'll continue to see him in the lineup, I'm sure. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> we had an interesting match. So... Uh, probably the best international friendly I've ever seen in my entire life, to be honest. Uh, it was Mexico-Paraguay. Oh, so, so good. so it was Tata Martino uh, versus uh, the new head coach, uh, Eduardo Barizo, who they played for new old boys together. Yeah, they apparently. did. And uh, so I, maybe that's why Barizo was trying to uh, you know, pass him the ball. Into his face. Into his face. <laughs> yeah. He was trying to set him up for a header, bro. Look, he was they, going to goal. Like, what was that? If Tata did that, he would have gotten a red card, as we all know. Yeah, he you know he'd been thrown out. Been yeah. Thrown yeah. Out. Like Tata Martino uh, inciting his players to kick other players. What, what was it that was said in yeah, Red Bulls? Yeah, game? the Red Bulls game. <laughs> Speaking of players kicking other players, yeah. Miguel Almiron. Yeah, it was the other oh, way around. Oh, that. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I didn't here even we know go. he was like I didn't know that he was capable of doing that as a human being. It just looks sloppy. We, yeah. uh, I, to be honest, I don't think Miguel knew he was capable of doing that. I mean, it just, just ended up so late. It just like, ended up yeah. being one of those things where like he got caught in this moment where he's trying to get the ball back, and he thinks foul him, but I think he just went a little too far. Yeah. He didn't I don't need to foul him. There. It was it was it wasn't uh, in a dangerous place for that. Him in the back of the leg. Um, like, why would you do that? I mean, like full cleat. Too. It almost like, looked it like was, he was half in a mind of like I'm gonna get there and then no I'm not and then yeah. he still had his leg out and and I mean once I watched it again it didn't I mean it was a bad challenge it was, it was not the most really horrendous bad. thing I've ever it seen was a red people it actually, were like that is the most horrendous like I've seen people's legs snap that, oh, that was yeah, not yeah, that no, caliber no. of challenge it scraped the back of the I calf mean, so I've had that happen to me it hurts but it's not doing any other than bruising your leg well, not doing whoever major says damage. that that's the most horrendous challenge that they've ever seen <laughs> I, I invite, go get Fanatis and then put up uh, TYC because they run bumpers. Oh my god! In between their shows of nothing but horrific challenges. That's from that horrible. The only, the only thing I would say is actually quite simple. Uh, watch Sergio Ramos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, nobody, no, yeah, he gets away with it. Yeah, he would have gotten away with it too. Watch that guy. He wouldn't right have been there. red card. He would have gotten away. He would have gotten away. Oh, with he would have got nothing. He would have winked. Yeah. The he he would have been, been like, yeah. They would have been like, ah, so, Sergio. So it's funny to see Sergio. some some Mexico fans like Tata gets hit in the face with the ball. No reaction. No Miguel. Uh, uh, commits a red card foul. Uh, dirty player. <laughs> like, like he's not a dirty player. It was a bad challenge. Relax. So I just it, Twitter blew up on that one. It was it was like he's a dirty player. That was a dirty play. So therefore he's a dirty player. I'm like that's the logic now we're going with. That's no, the logic yeah. they're going with. One tackle. Look, it's, it's a professional foul that was poorly timed. Yeah. That's what it looked like. Yeah. To me. That's what it looked to me. It was just bad timing. I'm just going to knock the guy down, and then I'll get a yellow card. It'll be fine. And then instead, oh, my entire cleat's going into the back of this guy's leg now. Oops. And, you know, then it's brawl for it all and Thunderdome in the middle of the field. But, yeah. you know, it, it, everybody, it, it's okay when it's your player doing it, right? If you're on the other end of it, of course, it's the worst challenge you've ever seen in your life. But Twitter needs to, and I know that I'm so sorry. I think MLS Buzz that. tweeted that he had, uh, la uh, uh, an MLS, he had, uh, or last season, he had the third most uh, 
fouls or something like that in the league, and then the first most as an attacker. So he's he's a but that's his playing defense. You know, he's just yeah. he's, he's always chasing after the ball. He, he did that a lot so, when he was playing for us, and he was, so he was he, pulling back. It on feels D. like he's like one of the most fouled people, and then he also commits the most fouls. So I guess it's, he's got a balanced game. Yeah. Balanced game. It's called a balanced player, guys. <laughs> that's that's a well-rounded player. Right. Is what that is. There you go. So uh, what we'll do is we'll go ahead and uh, take a quick break, and then we'll come back, talk some Atlanta United news, and then, uh, yeah, we got some league news, too, that's interesting. Also, that's that's March Madness you hear in the background. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of March Madness. Hey, guys. What's up, everyone? As you know, we are huge Atlanta Beer Bus fans. Oh, my God. We are the hugest fans. And you may know because we've given you offers in the past, and now we've got a new offer for you. You guys are going to be blown away. If you don't know, Atlanta Beer Bus is Atlanta's only hop-on and hop-off brewery shuttle service. Yeah, and you can ride between seven breweries, one cidery, and a distillery, and even a Marta station for only $15 a day. But, guys, Fridays are now happy hour. You can now ride for $10 on Fridays. You gotta be kidding me! Ten dollars? Yeah. So what are you guys doing? Why are you going? Why are you taking expensive lift rides or Uber to to, yeah, to breweries? Or having to try to find them on a map or ways? Yeah. I mean, don't do that. Or trying to designate a friend as a designated driver and punishing him. Oh or my her. god, those conversations—they're <laughs> awful. Those are awful conversations. Someone's always grabbing the short straw. Well, I mean, really, it's most likely. Plus, guys, not me. as Kelly's favorite, as Kelly's favorite, you beer get, nerds. You get beer nerds. beer nerds. You get beer nerds, guys. That means you get somebody that's going to tell you all about the brewery, all about what's new before you. And get there so you yes. don't have to get off and then pause and wait for somebody to give you a tour and all of that. It's all done on the shuttle They're ahead of time. They're nerds that love beer. Plus, How could you not like them? Plus the drivers, they got great taste in music out here. So. Yeah, oh, perfect taste in music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bring, maybe bring your own mixtape. I don't think, yeah. they have, <laughs> think they have cassette tape players. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> but listen, guys, unrelegated listeners now get 20% off daily passes what? with the promo code UNREL. That's U-N-R-E-L. And the reason that's cool is because they can now be used on any weekend route. Any any weekend route. That means Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And because Fridays, like Jay said, are now happy hour, that means unrelegated listeners can ride the bus on a Friday for just $8. Now listen, the offer is limited to one person per weekend and cannot be combined with other offers, but that doesn't matter because you only need one day to get through these breweries, you only guys. You need one. And you know what? If you want any more kind of cool tidbits and other facts about them, you can follow them at ATL Beer Bus on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And you can visit them at AtlantaBeerBus.com for full details as the daily routes may change on occasion. So go there, check it out, see what the routes look like, and then go ahead and use your code. Atlanta Beer Bus, people. Create your own beer adventure. What are you waiting for? Go do it. March Madness. Yes. Making everybody tell you, crazy right crazy. now. It's crazy. We had a lot of March Madness going on behind us. Tennessee needs us. to win this game or I'm going to just shit a brick. Well, when this comes out, we'll know. <laughs> what happened. That's very true. <laughs> They're in overtime right now, so we'll see. Uh, guys, we have some injury news. Atlanta United, um, uh, and I don't know why I put this under injury news, but yeah, Atlanta United, uh, PT Martinez, uh, minor hamstring, already running in training though, apparently. Yep. And uh, DeBoer's optimistic he could be available for the New England Revolution match on April 13th. Right, which basically means he's out for Columbus. Right. Uh, and then we also have Franco Escobar returning uh, to start on the bench 
versus Columbus, which is a big need because we really that back four seems to be the best thing that's going to go for us. I you mean, know, he, and Frank DeBoer seemed to have said so. He said that mm-hmm. you know. He admitted, like, we need to have a back four. It's better with Escobar. So, es- <laughs> so Escobar started with, uh, or I played some minutes this weekend with ATL UTE two. Yeah, he looked okay. He right? didn't. He didn't look very, but, uh, very fresh. And I think that was that was one of the biggest things that you took away from the game. Like he, to he me, got he looked tensions. fit. He just didn't look like he was match fit. Like, no, correct. no, he looked match fit. He looked match fit. He just fit. wasn't sharp. Correct. That's the yeah. that's the correct term. Yeah. He looked match fit, but fine. he was not sharp. He's been running around for a month at the training. So you know? I don't I don't see I don't see him starting honestly. No 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 no. no, no. They, they said he wasn't. Yeah, yeah, they said he's starting on the bench. So. I don't even know if he'll play to be honest. It really he, he depends may not. on what kind of shape they want to go with. Because if he's playing the back three again, I wouldn't put him in in that back no. three spot. Uh, no, but they could switch to a back four easily. Um, depending, I mean, you know, when we've when we've played, I'm trying to think when we've played Columbus. Have we played them in a couple different formations? And we've done the four-two-three-one, and we've yeah. also been the five-three-two, yeah. uh, three-five-two. So it's, uh, it, I don't know, it, it'll be fine. Um, Tito Viaba came out and said as well, apparently that uh, he feels that we are in getting to look more like the Atlanta United that he expects the the team that you know they're playing, they're they're planning and and putting a plan together to play Columbus like they did last season, he said. Is what he, when what did that doing. come out? I didn't Just hear to, that. Uh, today, Dirty South Soccer had yeah. an article uh, about in the last oh. hour or two. Well, um, that's, that's comforting. But, but that's what happens when <laughs> yeah. you get out of schedule compression. Yeah. 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 Uh, when but, you have time to train and learn a new system and formations and how yeah. your coach right. Isn't that crazy, it's how, crazy that how that works? Wild. Florentine Pogba and Kevin Kratz are day-to-day uh, with hamstring and calf injuries. George Bello has still ha- coming back from a groin injury, so we don't know what the heck's going on with him. Chris Gosselin uh, is still a knee injury as well, listed week to week. And then Parker's missed some training on Wednesday with an illness, but he returned Thursday, is expected to play against Columbus. He'll be fine. He's one of those guys where he'd be missing an arm. He'll still play. Uh, <laughs> Standard Parker. And then uh, when the we, missing arm we, guy. When we break into actual news, uh, this stuff sort of just broke as we were recording, or before we recorded, uh, right before we recorded. Atlanta United is expanding their training ground space another 17 acres? Yes. For yeah. about, what was it, like 9.3 million oh i don't know yeah uh so i I think it said it in the press release but it it was this expanding of the uh training ground Mm -hmm. uh as i as i pull up my news right now so some kind of deal with cobb county they're buying more property on that property line and stuff like that so atl ut will soon expand its training grounds in cobb county marietta city council approved a contract to sell 17 acres at 849 freakland gateway to atlanta united for 9.6 million okay so there you go just that land will now make it a, a $66 million, training facility, no, 68, 69, 69, nice, $69 million uh, training facility. <laughs> you know that Elaine and I was uh, thinking about that when they did that. Of course they did. Yeah. Of course they did. That's why they gave that much money. And then, they were like, it's honestly when we were seven, and we're like, no, 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 no. no, no. We're going to make it nine. Yeah, we'll, ma- we'll pay you more. What? Elaine. <laughs> uh, uh, also, uh, Nick brought up before the pod uh, that Atlanta United Regional Development School uh, is now accepting uh, well, ladies. women. Yeah. Ladies, yeah. So, uh, if, for those of you who do not know what the Regional Development School is, uh, Atlanta United has started putting out uh, sort of smaller one-off uh, academies or higher level of training, uh, their striper, uh, striker keeper clinics uh, for the kids. And now they have a step above that, which is the Regional Development School. 
and if you go for a free tryout and if you make it then it's like 300 bucks but you get like five weeks of top flight training and i took my son out there uh sadly he did not make it but there were girls and guys out there and you're not investing that kind of time in guys and girls in my opinion opinion Unless there may be something coming uh, down the road for the ladies. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. Yeah. So, hint, hint. uh, Are these the seeds? Are these the seeds being planted? These are the seeds, honestly. I think, in my opinion, they are. Yeah, for for a potential women's team in the future. When you expand your training facility, when you allow for a lot more to be developed and and created in that complex Mm -hmm. of a complex, yeah. uh, yeah, I do think you open the gateway Four women. Yeah, in that's a few more pitches acres. Yeah, that's a few more pitches. I mean, another I mean, that's, building or so. That's a, like, lot, that's a of lot of space. That's, that's a building, and then what? Three more pitches. How about that's more at least two and a half WalMarts. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad. I'm glad how we measure things down here. Yeah, absolutely. That's at least. Uh, Could a Walmart fit there? That's at least eleven Chick Fil A's. Um, in, <laughs> in Atlanta, two news: Mario Williams got the hat trick against Charlotte Independence uh, last Saturday in a what a game. thrilling. 3-3 three, three draw. Cow. I thought, I mean, we were up like, what, 3-1, uh, and then I was, yeah. was uh, or sorry, 2-1, um, uh, and then it was 3-2, we were losing, and then in the 80th. All happened with the last minute. 10 or 15 Yeah, minutes, yeah it was crazy. And very back-to-back, um, and Romario Williams just killing it. Was it uh, his second goal where he absolutely sold that dude a dream? Oh, yes, it was. <laughs> I think so, yeah. Oh, also, by the way, I've never heard that phrase in it's my life. phrase. <laughs> sold incredible. that dude a dream? Yeah, I sold him a dream. Sent man to the shops. I got loads of them. <laughs> oh my God. So, I've never heard this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, also, uh, watching that game, um, I say it to you again, stood out. Romario Williams stood out. Gallagher stood out. Yep. Just, they've been consistently great um, out I'll for the team. Re- I'll be really happy to see a say to you in the Open Cup. I, he's got to be in it. you got to put well, that guy in If he's playing there. like this, then he's going to find it. You, you he's going to find the for, top 18. He could yeah. rotate him in for a remedy. Look, Frank, <laughs> DeBoer, Frank DeBoer coming from Ajax, the one thing you learn about Ajax is that they are not afraid to put young kids into critical situations. They, they have no problem making a 19-year-old the team captain. They have no problem in starting an 18- or 19-year-old in a Champions League game. That's what they do, and that's the system he came up with. If you play and you play well, you will find the field. And it's going to come at some beloved veterans' playing time. Expense, correct. But, you know, at, at, at the end, it's the future. But, and, again, that kind of builds into the if he wants to play with the back four and then you play with the midfield three, yep. then a midfield three of Asiedu, if he continues to develop, Rometty and Nagby, like I said earlier, that's really good. Like, that covers a mm-hmm. lot of grounds, decent on the ball. It's not the biggest in terms of height, but, I mean, if you're playing a possession-based game. Could you imagine, game, though? That'd be awesome. Oh, my I'd God. Love that. They would destroy people. Yeah, he's he's a... He's a destroyer, but he can play box to box. It's yeah. weird. Isn't that Be- crazy? Like, he like he's just he gets back. He he reminds me of Miguel the way he defend. Like he'll just come out of nowhere from behind somebody and just take the ball. But then he'll I run did, forward. I did notice that as well. When he had, I think he had two assists in that game. He did. He did. He did. So, he did. So he's also getting forward as well. So I mean, there's a lot of flexibility. I mean, and he admits he says I'm a I'm a you know, I'm a destroyer. I'm a, I'm a I sit back. You know, he's got the guy that's sitting in front of your back line. But a, but at the same time, he can he showed that he can string passes together like a ten sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got great vision uh, and he can hold on the ball like. Nagby. Yeah, you need like, that, though, to play this system. He's got all these yeah. little 
traits that uh, when he starts to really mature, I mean, this year, it's going to be amazing. So I mean, that's, again, exactly what you need, though. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. you have to have guys in midfield that can make those runs forward, that can interchange, that can get involved in the box. And when you play like a 4-3-3 three, three or whatever, if you have those guys running into the box, that's what creates those spaces and those overloads. Mm -hmm. And if you look at a team, if that's your midfield three, and then you pick whoever you want out of four of P.T. Joseph, Barco, and uh, Tito, then your back line, really left back, is your only question at that point because Franco Escobar, Miles Robinson, uh, LGP, and yep. then who's left back, and then that's a that's an MLS Cup winning team right there for multiple years because it's mm -hmm. age-wise in its mid-20s or younger, so you're going to have a really good ride there, and if you can get some more depth, then that's a team that might be able to challenge for a CONCACAF Champions League, but again, you'd need the money to allow them to do that, but yeah. for doing, you know, following MLS rules, it's a pretty damn good team. Also, um, in that match... Uh, Brandon Vasquez struggled yeah. in that game. Uh, he did, yeah. And it was really disappointing because I don't know what his role is anymore. Uh, they've tried him up front. They try him on the wing. He was part of the first goal where he will have these um, great moments on occasion where, you know, he had a great through ball to Romario that, or, or I think, I can't remember if it was directed to him, but it, it basically started the play. It might have been to Asedu, but it started the whole play that, that unfolded that led to the first goal. And then he just disappears for yeah, like most of the match. And then when he started to get on the ball at the end, I mean, he missed two great chances, open net chances. I mean, wide open net. And, and he just seems to just get in front of the box and completely blank. I don't know. I just think it's time to move on from it's, there. It's such, it's such a departure from what we saw literally season one with mm -hmm. Brandon where he was being brought on at the end of matches to bring uh, life and spark and, uh, like and creativity. Times, I mean, it wasn't like we got like a 20, a total of what, 20, 20 minutes of, of sampling? From, we had the goal no, against I, RSL away in yeah. season one. He had that goal, which was pretty decent. But aside I, He from was brought that, on to Bobby Dodd quite a couple times at the end of matches. No, yeah. no, no, he wasn't. He's been brought okay. on a couple times, I think. But I mean... Well, what, what I distinctly game? remember him what being games? brought on to. I can't tell you. Well, I don't you remember said it was exactly. Distinctly remember. I, I, I was just trying to remember, think of what. I'm I, trying to think. I, I thought they brought him on and then he got what? He got injured or he got a red, a red card. card. Yeah, he, he got, got a red, red card, card immediately, immediately in that, that one game. Was, then he yeah. he vanished. But I think look, if you if you're a goal scorer, you thrive. Was on it momentum. New England? I think it was against New England. Yeah, it was a terrible challenge. It was a stupid challenge. It was a stupid challenge. He came out the very end, last like yeah. ten yeah. minutes, and he immediately was thrown out in the first minute. Yeah. But the thing is, though, is yeah. if you're a striker, you need momentum. You you need to be in the right headspace. And there there are a couple of positions where if you are not in the right headspace, it's over. Don't don't you shouldn't even see the field. And striker and keeper are the two and if, where if he's a striker, then we don't need him. No. Yeah. If, then yeah. if that's his role, but he's been playing on the wing. And so if he's not a striker and he's not a, and, and that's where he should be playing, he needs to go somewhere where he can get playing but, time but, as a striker. But, but the hope is is that when you have a striker with that with that size and that speed, if you can if you can get his head right, that's an asset. And that's an asset that you can move and hopefully get something back even if it's But he's regressing. If, that's the thing. Yes. And but and, and at some point as an organization, you have to look at the man and say, can we save the man, yes or no? If we can't, then we have to let him go or get what we I, can. I, I wonder if his MLS contract is up at, at the end of the season because uh, if it is, I wouldn't be surprised if he's moved on somewhere I, else. I think he does yeah. need to move, though. Yeah, like, because he's taken up a spot. And, I mean, not to know. mention that, it's like, as much as you can say that they've gotten past things, 
you probably have to imagine the off-field incidents last year didn't help his confidence no, or his not at being all. comfortable. Yeah, I'm with sure the team. they like, made wings weird. I mean, that I'm sure probably. Made, made I mean, you got to yeah. think that it might just be best for him to have a fresh start somewhere where he can yeah. play some more. And because of the rules in MLS are so weird, and loaning and everything is so weird, we really don't have, you don't the, have an option. In to MLS, do you're so limited in terms of uh, the cap size and all these sort of things that each MLS slot is so important, especially mm-hmm. for a team that wants to have the kind of depth we have. Yeah. And if you're just using burning a slot to have this guy just sit, ride the bench over at Atlanta, too, it's just a waste. So. Honestly, if we're looking at backup strikers, right, for <laughs> Joseph, uh, Romario is obviously the first one that we discuss and we talk about. Yep. But the next one we would talk about as far as development and the ability to, to slot in and fully give us a spark on the creative on the creative front at the end of a match is Gordon Wilde. Yeah. He's before Brandon. Yeah. yeah. Hands down. Yeah. So so we're now talking about somebody who's a fourth string striker. Mm-hmm. And we played Tito as striker too. I think Tito so, can play a striker, yeah. but it's not really for Frank DeBoer because yeah. he seems to want a striker to drop back and be more involved. It's unfor- it's unfortunate, but I mean, you know, we talk about all the good, but that that performance was unacceptable in my opinion for the level of what we expect. You know, the, if he's got Academy guys coming in there and blowing it out mm-hmm. and he's still you know, treading water. And you do, you do have academy yeah. guys that are yeah, and blowing and it out. That's what you want, though. We're, t- we're like, he may survive like that in another MLS team. What was it, but, Jason? But J- here, uh, it's Conway. Too, it's too cutthroat. Yeah, Conway. yeah. yeah. That kid's cu- lighting it's it up. It's too cutthroat. I mean, no, we it, have academy it guys it chipping at your heels to take your spot. You know, and you got an MLS contract, you can't even hold an Atlanta United two spot. But, then you but, shouldn't but be on MLS team. But, but watch, watch him go somewhere else and explode. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and, yeah. and he's I got the, does. He's, he's a the physical right, specimen. In the, the right time. system, yeah. though, is a thing. Yeah. And and then the right headspace. And I think, I don't know what's holding him back or what's causing him to delay, but in the in the right headspace and mm-hmm. in the right system, he can. Is and it, I believe it, in him. I think he can explode. It, but it's just a matter of finding the I right place. I don't think he's an MLS player. I think he's USL level. With, I think if you put him with Toronto, I think if you put him with San Jose and you gave him playing time. San Jose, I agree with you, yeah. yes. And it said, hey, look, we are a young, rebuilding team, and Almeida is somebody who— We're expecting to lose every game this year, yeah, so don't worry no about it. There's no pressure on you. Just come out and play and perform. <laughs> you know, What's your cap hit on a guy like but that? But how yeah. long can they expect to hold on to a coach at that level if there is no hope for that? Honestly, no, 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 also no, Houston. It, but he knows what it is, though. Almeida took the job. Yeah, he did he come out. He did finally up. come out and say, like, we are rebuilding a young yeah. team, and this is going to be a, a multiple-year yeah. project. But uh, other than that, I uh, just want to talk on Julian Gressel briefly because it's already been hashed uh, for a few days now, but it, it did come out that he and Atlanta had stopped talks. I tweet out that I wasn't surprised. I mean, number one, I just don't think he's going to be here for much longer after his option is done. Really? You um, think so? I think after his option is done, he'll take a one year, maybe a one-year option and then, you know, take it from there. But it depends on a lot of factors, right? So, number one, I don't think it's just him leaving the table. I think it's probably just a mutual agreement because the CBA could change everything. And that could be determined uh, before he starts renegotiating for that, if, if Atlanta United want to pick up that option, right? Um and so there's a lot of possible things that could happen from this, but I just wouldn't be surprised if it, if he has his if his agent is shopping around. Oh, he uh, should. Germany. If he's smart, yeah. I think he should. I mean, I think if you're Atlanta United, 
You do whatever you can to keep control of the guy. If anything, but if someone comes him, in and well, wants we'll, to pay him five million a year, no, no, no. well, maybe at yeah. least you give him a contract to where you get a transfer fee out of it. Right, him. right. You, you cover it to you where don't you don't let it wait too long. No, yeah, you don't yeah. let him walk for free because yeah. you might be able to get a few million. You don't want to pull a, an yeah. Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah. You got a five million out of that guy. <laughs> yeah. That's an incredible turnaround from a draft pick to five million, and he gets to play in Germany. I mean, yeah, it'd be sad to see him go, but that's incredible. And again, it's your model working. And I and I think that's exactly what it's going to be, and that's why you have that club option. The club option isn't necessarily. Hey, look, let's keep Julian here so we can have another title run. Is we need another year of control so that way, whenever we sell this kid, we're going to be able to get something back from him. And that is the model in in perfect function. Isn't that crazy? How it's it's just another player down the line mm-hmm. that we've all, as a fan base, grown a, grown accustomed and attached to. Yep. That we truly love, mm-hmm. but we know in hindsight and 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 in reality. He deserves to play yep. somewhere else. He definitely deserves more than 110 grand a year. He does. <laughs> he really only a does. million bucks yeah. at least. But at I mean, least. again, if you get a CBA change, that that could change everything. And I think, I, but yeah. I don't think there's going to be this no. magic change. No. I think maybe no. it'll be. I think there'll be improvements far above and beyond what was done in terms of the player side because but it's I think not they be got, I think they I think they accepted too little last season or last CBA. I mean, uh, so there'll probably be more in it for the tam, uh, tam adjustments and you know to bring other players into the fold and be able to give raises faster, maybe even free agency quicker. I think you can just open it up a bit more. I think he's still going to be kind of trapped in that middle. He is. I think he will be, yeah. And where he can't you know, it may be that even after the CBA, he still can't make more than 400k a year. Is he a DP player? Is he worthy no. of DP money then? No, I don't think so. I think he's right under that DP and you got to figure out some way. That's the thing. No, you have to figure out some way where you can get players paid in that middle Without area. having to make him a DP. No, he's, yeah. he's not a DP here. And then here, buy them down. But is he a DP? If, if he were to go to another team in MLS, is he a DP for another team? Yeah, no, I honestly, I think he is. But, but, but for this yeah. team, no, he's not. Not, not for Atlanta but the, United. But that is, that is what exactly what Tanner is saying, that mm-hmm. there needs to be this sort of middle margin where we can yeah. – He's breaking records his, on assists. His, I mean, yeah. you know – Keep yeah. players of his caliber, but in, him not be DP. This is, this, is the, this is the growing of this league where we allowed the – and as Darren said, the pocket purses mm-hmm. to be loosened. We have to be allowing for for um, for owners at, to spend more money if they want to. Why should we, as a team, be limited and prohibited to the restrictions that everybody else wants to do when they're not wanting to push the game forward by opening the purse strings, mm-hmm. getting players of quality, growing the team, having be a complete team in, in generality, and playing the and paying the, the players why what they're worth. The reason why you still have owners like uh, sex offending Robert, Robert Kraft, Kraft. Yeah. who who is uh, who still you know you look at the the there's like 500 people showing up to the freaking game. But the minute we stop doing what is good for the league because we are adhering to. Uh, uh, hey, listen, I think if it was up to Don yeah. Garber, he would just make these changes, but, but, some of these changes. But it's not. It's yeah. by committee. But you have to protect the, some of the league <laughs> these as well. Own, because, it's a, yeah, the yeah. owners have a vested share in the league. They all share yeah. profit sharing. So it's, but if you, you know. go back to the NASL and you go back to when money started congregating in just a couple of places and then you had a couple of competitive teams outside of that and it was, it was the Atacama Desert after that. The, right. That's what you had in the early stages. It's that fear-based yeah. parody. But I don't <laughs> think. But the thing is, is back then you could fail. I don't know if these clubs are going to fail now. I think it's at the point where if you allowed clubs to spend money, if a club wasn't doing well, you'd have someone come in and say, "I'm going to buy them because I see the value there." That's also it too. Is now you have buyers. Now yeah, you have people, people interested in getting in on it. Buy it. 
My thing is, someone is, bought the crew, yeah. and they can't put nine thousand people in the stadium. The, the, yet, the, yet they were purchased by the owners of the Browns, and they thought value because they thought they could do things better. But, That's huge. But the owners came in. The original MLS owners came in at a completely different time. Their level of investment. Well, what we, they we had like four guys owning all the teams. Yeah, but the, but the thing is, though, is that now you have players, or sorry, you have owners who are saying, "Hey, look." I initially bought into this thing expecting this type of investment. Now you're talking about trying to take it up another three levels, not just another level, but another three levels. And in their eyes, and and by no means am I defending these clowns, because I think if you can't keep up, walk away from the damn table. It's sports. It's consistently progressing. Why are you sitting down at square one and expecting to say the same Because five years ago, if they did change these rules, teams would have bombed out. They would have failed. There is a safety net there now. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's this whole chasing game, like you know, they're they're they're. Ch- it's like when is that right time to do certain right. things? Well, I mean, and you, the problem is, is these decisions aren't made every six months. It's made in these vacuum, <laughs> sometimes these these vacuums every year yeah. or two, and the CBAs every only every so many years, and it feels like it just moves so slow because you don't have uh, one or two people at the top that just make these decisions, right? You got it's, World Cup twenty twenty six in yeah. seven years. Yep. You need to raise the profile of the game as much as you can. And we I'm progressing as much as we possibly again, can. Yeah, Julian Gressel is a type of player that if you want to win CONCACAF Champions League, you have to have a player of his quality at least at every position. At he's every the, position. He's not the biggest star in the world, but no. if you have a team of his quality in every position and a few big stars, mm-hmm. your team will be very good. And, and I'm not saying you have to unleash all the purse strings, but we have yeah. to stop trying to play this game of everyone's going to be the same because you're going to have owners that want to spend money and owners that don't. That's how the game works everywhere else. I'm not going to be one of those... Euro snobs just says we have to adopt all those rules, but it's like, look, if you are ambitious, that's what this country is as well, is ambitious. If you're ambitious yeah. and you want to win and you want to spend, let them spend. If you don't, then you have your spot. But it's just like you're at a point now where if you want the game to explode and grow, you have to let these clubs have a bit more freedom. Also, in the same regard for that, though, in, in the regards to like a player like Julian Gressel, why should we as a team have to let him go? Why can't why we? Why does Ajax have to let players go? No, that's, I mean, that's not the point. No, the, the point I'm making here is why can't we be the desirable team that he wants to stay at and play at? Because we can't pay him. Because we're not Real Madrid and we're not these the six teams that can do that. Well, There's only you, like five you, or six teams you, in the world you would, you would that raise the level of but your that's league. Not, that's not where he's wanting to go. He's wanting to go where he paid more. Why can we not be a team that is, is uh, has the ability sure. to attract players to build to of that, that caliber? Yeah. But, yeah. but to build to that. I understand that. But at the same time, you know, it's good. Like, if we sell him, this is a good thing for it, yeah. everybody. It's, it, it's a good thing for everybody. And here's the difference between. Like, sure, I'd love to see him as a career Atlanta United guy, but he's going to be, sh- A, selling himself short. Yeah. Because until we get rid of the DP moniker status, yeah. you know, and it, you know, it's just not, you know, this is an issue. So, and I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think this he's, a million do- he's a million dollar year player. But, he deserves it. He'll but never get it. Here's the difference here. between yeah. between this year or this this CBA and the and last. He still one. has another year on contract. He's still technically under contract because yeah. the option. The option's yeah. there. It, he's, they're going to take up the option. Yes, but yeah. what you have is you have for the first time a billionaire owner, not a Cronky, who sits on his like has his Scrooge McDuck money bin that he never opens up. Instead, you finally have an owner, an Arthur Blank, who's talking to Don Garber and says, Don. 
We could have gone all the way in this tournament. We could have done it. I would have opened up. I would have spent any amount of money necessary to win this thing. And You're I hindering me. Yeah. Slowing we look like clowns. MLS looked like yeah. clowns in the CONCACAF yeah. Champions League. You, you as a as a <laughs> franchise, yeah. uh, um, not even as a franchise, but at, under the rules which you stipulated, I could not provide a team that yeah. can compete yeah. against Monterey mm -hmm. because they have players – too deep yeah. at every position. $15 million transfer player sitting on the bench. Yeah. So, Don, I mean, Don, yeah, what do you, you want me to that. do? If you, want, if you want the level of this league to continue to rise and for it to com you know, compete with the other sports, the quality has to consistently be high enough to yes. where people don't turn into tune into a game and you're just like, you can still have those very MLS moments. You're like, what is going on right now? Mm -hmm. If you can afford those solid players that you can pay between $500 million a year that are solid players, yeah. then your quality of your league as a whole will be better, and then more people will watch, and then in turn you get more money. So, like, I, I just... I think the money is there, the interest is there, the sport is growing. You have to grow with it. Open up the rules. You don't have to do it 100%, but slowly do it, build up yeah. to it. Because if you do it, our World Cup 2026, the sport could be insane in this country, and that could be one of the craziest parties this country has Well, ever let's seen. talk about some league news, because what it could also be insane is uh, this idea that Pep Guardiola, mm. what if he came to NYCFC? Well, wh no. what do you nah, mean? He can come no. to Atlanta United. You're saying, well, what the hell are you talking about, Jay? Well, apparently Pep Guardiola has a clause uh, rumored in his contract that when his contract expires with Manchester City, or should he choose to leave, the NYCFC must offer him the manager position. Doesn't mean he has to say yes. No. No, no but, but talking he, that's man. something that sounds like he put that in there. Yeah, I don't he, think that's something said, that they put in When he did his sabbatical before the Bayern Munich job, he lived in New York for a year. And, and I, didn't, I didn't buy this because I thought he was going to the Brescia in, in, uh, in Italy because he played there and he wanted to resurrect. He says he club. wants to go there at some point in time. Yeah, and, and so, and, but then Jason told me, he goes, just remember, he lived in New York for a year. He loves it. it when you look at a guy like Pep and he wants, to, he wants to prove that no matter what the league is, his system is the best, bottom line. And, and so for a guy who learned at the feet of Cruyff, if he can take that model and bring it to NYCFC in a, in a salary-capped league and make it successful and turn that team into a juggernaut, what, what's left for him then? He, like, yeah. he won't come to National MLS with a salary cap. By the time he's, he's a manager that you only bring him if you can afford to buy the players that he needs to play his system. And that's not saying like he's a checkbook manager. It's saying that you will win if you invest, but you have to invest. And if he can't Correct. invest and get the players he needs to play his system, then it's never going to work. No, but it, but you have to invest to make your team peer status. Right, but even for him, he would probably lose his mind by having to have players play in a system that they cannot do it because you can't afford enough of them to have technically good players all over the pitch in MLS. And even if you do, they're not going to be good enough in other areas to make up for it. My thing is, if he ever wanted to come here, throw all the money at him because I'd love to have him. And we have already have honestly, everything built. Honestly, also, that's another that's another push forward toward getting rid of this idea of salary cap. If Pep comes in, that's another top... Let's, let's, quality, let's, I mean, like, I'm just saying. I'm with that you. There, there, are, there are movements and there are layers and there are, there are parts of this entire puzzle that is basically saying, that is basically pushing MLS to be like, look, we can be one thing if you just let go of this idea of a salary cap. But... but but Atlanta United came in. <laughs> We're not getting rid of the salary but, cap. But, but, but look, Atlanta United came in with a salary cap. 
And what was the game changer? What was the difference? It was Tata Martino. It was the fact that a manager, a world-class manager, came in and said, I choose this league and I choose it's, this team. It's not the salary cap that's killing us. It's the DP moniker. Well, it's not even... Yeah. No, because not we're even not even... DP like, cap. most of the teams are not even close to the salary cap. We're spending... I mean, like... Then, then the league... Then we're, we don't need to talk we, about we, the, raising the, the salary cap. And the cap will cap. keep growing. It'll, the, the thing is, the cap's easy, right? Raise that the keeps, floor. Yeah. Raise yeah. the floor, not the, ca- the cap. That, there you go. The starting okay. money that so, you have yeah. to put in. Actually, yeah. I agree with that. Yes. Yes, I agree with that. Because the cap's going to keep increasing. That's not Raise it to where your bottom level player is a very quality player you can afford to pay Raise the raise the bottom. And stop having teams that say, we will make our money off of corporate sponsorship deals and few butts in seats and, you know, whatever jersey sales and material. I like that idea because uh, the other news is Austin FC announced their plans as the 27th MLS franchise to complete their new stadium by 2021. And I think by 2021, we should say, Austin FC, you have to spend a million of this number. Uh, of dollars yes. <laughs> to come back into the league, <laughs> player players. I'm not, like, I'm, I'm not already, put on some shit product out there, like you know. Uh, I'm already not the biggest fan of them, so like, I think everyone automatically dislikes him because the owner. I just yes. I'm I don't care. I don't care anymore. Like I think I just it'll be don't an amazing away day. Yeah, I That'd don't care. I like trip. Austin as a city. I love Austin as a city. So I think it'll be fine. But I just uh, their owner. Nobody likes their owner. Are they the trees? What, yeah. what are they? Are they? Is it the Austin FC trees? The roots. I don't the think it's just called Austin FC, but they have the tree in the. I think they still need to have were... some time to figure out what they are, yeah. to be completely honest. But green and black are dope colors, though. I'm not going to lie. But, okay. Yeah, the problem is Precourse up... Marketing Company keeps trying to tell the supporters what they are. That's also the thing that I think is lacking in a lot of different markets is the marketing. Because yes. there's a brand and yes. identity between all of the MLS teams, and I think a lot of them are not honing in or owning up to what they are, and they have the ability to put more butts in seats mm-hmm. if they understood what their demographics were, yep. they, appropri- uh, they appropriately re- reach them, the which league, they're not the doing. The league can't even market themselves appropriately, so how do you expect teams to do it? Just I mean, do it's what just, Atlanta United did? Right, but I'm just saying, like, they spend the money, they it's get the people. It's not even what Atlanta but... United did. It's what LAFC did. It's yeah. what LA Galaxy do. Mm-hmm. LA Galaxy, in a weird way, are still the reigning champs of fucking marketing. You mean because, because of Zlatan? Well, no. That's it. Zlatan no, if no, you no, take no, Zlatan no. out of no. this past season, no. before Zlatan came here, LA Galaxy became a fucking wasteland of marketing. They were trash. It was nothing. They it were... was crickets on. Tw- I don't want to. Don't even fucking tell me about this because I sat there and waited for the LA Galaxy when I started following Atlanta United, right? Who was the team that I remembered? Like, LA Galaxy's good. So let's. whenever we see LA Galaxy, they're going to come and play and they're going to be awesome, right? I'm going to follow their account. I followed their account fucking crickets all the fucking time. They did a horrible job until Zlatan Ibrahimovic came in. Once Zlatan came in, every other fucking tweet they do is a fucking Zlatan tweet. Time out. And so Over I window? have to say, Over I have to window? say that that if you're going to use teams as an example of what to aspire to for marketing, LAFC is one, Atlanta United, LA Galaxy is not one of those. Okay, this is this is this <laughs> they're is not where, one of those. This is where to turn on the whole marketing scheme because we're talking about putting butts in seats. We're not necessarily talking about putting social. Sure, clicks one on decision marketing. to bring in is Latin though is not is not Hold what on. every team can do though. Hold on, that's not a model. What I have noticed. When I lived in LA with the LA Galaxy, even when they didn't have a Zlatan, is that there was there was still this idea, this nostalgia of going to an LA Galaxy game, whether whether or not, and that died. And it died. It didn't. Not in, in the market. city of Not no. in did. They weren't filling the stadium. It was empty. It was, there was empty seats. There was nobody going for like a, a few seasons. For a few seasons, out of how many? No, but I'm just saying, 
That's important, though, because in, they, their model is bringing a big-ass player yes. name, yes. and that's fine. But that's when you're talking about using examples of what teams are doing, right? Like it's a different way of doing. It's a different right? way of doing. But it's not the model. Like I don't think that's the going model that's going to be successful for model, most teams. But LAFC's model is teams. completely different from Atlanta's model. So like each model what is different is different. about it? They brought in. They have young, exciting players. They have Rossi. They have. I mean, the, it's, no. The difference in the model is that Atlanta United is based on this community foundation, right? This idea. That LAFC would say the same thing. I would agree, but the, the the I think the branding of LAFC is different. We don't look at it. Yeah, the branding is different, but the marketing is very similar in how they do the supporters. It's very honed in on the supporters. They give the supporters groups content to hash out, like they get to tweet out stuff that's been produced. There, there is a grit yeah. to LAFC, which is not showable in Atlanta United. Well, that's an LA a, thing. Yeah, that's like, you know. But you have to understand that's in branding. That's in marketing. Right. That grit is a part of their identity. I understand that. That is completely different than what we see at Atlanta United. I'm agreeing with you. I don't know why you're arguing. I'm saying LAFC has great marketing. Okay. What I'm disagreeing with you, and we're going to agree to disagree, is that okay. LA Galaxy is not so great at marketing. They're good at buying big-name players and riding that okay. fucking wave. <laughs> okay, but, but 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 the thing is, is that that's and learned. that's not and that's not and the, and I'm talking about their social media marketing. I'm talking the whole board. But I'm talking about that is their model. Their model is to bring in that. But next the problem star. with that model is you don't have that star. Then your marketing sucks. Period. Like, so what are you doing when you don't have a big name star? That's the shit that then I want to see MLS get one. over. No, fuck that. What is MLS going to get over this fucking bullshit? It's Where not, they it's rely not MLS. It's just one team. No, this is not just one team. NYCFC relied on Via. Now look at them. What are they fucking doing? They're, Via's they're, gone. But now they're, but Via now they're works fucking, for their system. Nobody's fucking... They're, they're, no, but, everything's but, but no, terrible. NYCFC went through a series of those high-priced players that right. did not pan out. Lampard, Correct. Pirlo. Yeah. And then and look, I love I love Pirlo. I, I, I'm wearing an AC Milan shirt right now. Pirlo gave me so many happy memories. Yeah. To watch him be less than a traffic cone in that blue jersey... It, it, it depressed me to no way. To be fair, he moved slightly less than he moved before. It wasn't like he was running around the pitch like a crazy person. No, he, he was got the ball and then made insane pass after insane exactly. pass. Exactly. But yeah. but the thing is though is that there will be teams, especially the larger the, the super like the top five market teams, that can say, you know what, we're gonna get big star, we're gonna ride the wave, big star, ride the wave. LA uh, uh, LA Galaxy, they take Zlatan. Just like they took Beckham and they put him on every damn TV show yeah, imaginable. Yeah, brilliant. And Zlatan does all the work. But Beckham because Zlatan is Zlatan. Zlatan says great, thing, funny things, and then they just have to but take Beckham, that video in and shoot Beckham it out out of their ass, Beckham, and then that makes no, likes. No, no, no. It's true. Beckham sounds like a Muppet who got his no, balls not Beckham. in a vice I'm not talking about Beckham. And they put him on yeah. TV. They put him on TV, smiling at days. Hello, David Beckham's uh, an amazing uh, human being. He's also one of the most attractive human beings I've he ever is. seen in my life. So, okay, so all of you, his wife is better than you. Could sound like a fucking moron. You look like him. Hello, I understand. Listen, I'm not saying that everybody shouldn't do what they're do best. But what I'm saying is that we have to get to a, a place in this league. No, I'm, sa- I'm, right, just, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm saying good. Do all, if, that's, if that's your fucking thing. But then you also have to supplement when you don't have a big star. What's your fucking strategy? That's my because you're but they're winning games without him right Be- now. Because you're lead. Are they not? No. They're winning games what without him What does winning right have now? to do with marketing? No, no, no. But, okay, but, okay so but, here's I mean, the thing. 
winning it, helps, but like I mean, you have to be able to market when you're not winning. But, Scaleto, but they're marketing any, Scaleto. They're marketing uh, their any players. league around the world. Any league around the world, and you will find teams that market their their teams, uh, uh, that market themselves in radically different ways. No, some people just get the superstars. They they don't build up depth. They, they, it doesn't matter. But you like, can't Chelsea, afford to go in these depth. Buys, 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 those buys, teams buys. They don't ha- build but those teams always have a new star coming in. LA Galaxy hit this period where it was like a fucking desert because there that was, was no, a, that was a, a team leadership issue. Well, because they missed on, well, they missed on Stephen Gerrard. Stephen yeah. Gerrard was a flop. That was supposed to be their bridge between Donovan and to me, and whoever if was your next. marketing no. strategy Relies means that. that you could hit a desert for two that's or three problem. seasons, that's a problem. And that's I what agree. I'm saying. Like other teams in other leagues couldn't afford to do, have that happen, and this parity thing allows that to happen, right? That's, that's fair because you could have. Like a fucking few seasons where, like, you go yeah. and nobody fucking knows who the hell your players are. And you're but, still, you know, you're still at, getting revenue. Let's look at Atlanta United. Let's point that mirror back at ourselves for a minute. Yeah. Because in the 200 section, there were a bunch of fans behind me and, and people, and I'm just waiting for the Orlando people to dive into my mentions. There were so many people who said, Hey, man, this ain't nearly as exciting as it was last year, man. Where's that Argentine guy? Bring him back. Yeah. This ain't the yeah. same. Our identity is fast. Badass yeah. balls out attacking soccer, and for the fact. To be fair, you didn't get that all the time under no Tata either. But, no, but, 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 but there's that mythology the expect, behind the it. expectation it, level but, is but different it, now. The, the yeah. That also comes with there. a fan base that's new into the sport. To, to, before we leave the whole marketing thing, I just want to say that I'm actually kind of concerned about Miami being the same thing as oh LA, my God, yes. but being the the LA uh, Galaxy of the East Absolutely. because their whole thing right now is an absolute shit show. Like where they're playing as a stadium, trying to get that whole thing sorted. The fact, the fact that it's going to be in Fort Lauderdale and, and not doing Miami. a photo op in front of all those in weeds. front of all those oh weeds, like God. what are you doing? Like I, I don't understand what they're trying to do, but. I'm very concerned that you've had very good expansions recently with yes. Cincinnati, with Atlanta United. I think Nashville's getting their shit together. Yes, yep. they are. You had LAFC, and now I'm really worried that Miami could be a bust because Absolutely. I was excited when they were announced. I was excited when the colors came out. I'm like, this is really cool. The logo, when, everything. The logo, but then I saw the, the the whole complex they want to build is cool, but I think the stadium looks kind of weird and kind of small. It's not in Miami, which is nope. a big problem for me because if yeah. you're Miami FC, you should be in fucking Miami. You should be in Miami. Yep. And, yeah. and I don't see them as a club that for everything they failed to do so far, how are they going to get a team together? How are they going to get a roster together? Yeah. But watch them end up bringing in a Griezmann they and will. then all that's of a sudden the they blow the but, top off the league. So that's what's so irritating is it's like it's such a crapshoot with some of these fucking no, teams. But, like, but, but Griezmann's going to come here because he thinks he's going to play in Miami, right? And then he's going to show up in Fort Lauderdale. Lauderdale <laughs> but if you're playing in front of twenty thousand people, and he's going to be like, "What the actual he's hell not did I come sign play up for?" If they're still playing in that shit stadium that hasn't gotten done because <laughs> no. they haven't figured out how to get the damn thing built, no, he's going to be in China. And that's the thing that worries me is that you still have, if you want to bring the the money thing into it, you still, I think your first concern, you need to have your teams playing in soccer stadiums. You can't have them playing in empty football stadiums or in crap old dumpy stadiums. You have yep. to have good facilities because you're not going to get a Griezmann if you don't have a good facility. Even if the money's there, he's not going to be like, I'm I telling you guys, there's a lot here. of money to be made at some point. If you start a, like a marketing consultancy for oh, soccer right now as these Let's teams go. are burgeoning and about to get, realize they need to just grow their do, marketing you budgets. Can, you guys can work on stadium and I can work on approaching fans <laughs> because I can tell you right now, there are so many teams who are not approaching their fans appropriately nor, nor are they approaching the markets and the demographics Appropriate. Let's right. talk about that. You, you have to take what's important to your city and, and take that and mold that. And Atlanta but, did and, that, and LAFC did and that. And I agree. And that's and that's and that's that's the important thing. And and kudos to LA Galaxy for all their Zlatan marketing, and they're doing a great look, job. Look, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stand on the LA Galaxy train. But there are things that I've noticed. They're not, gonna, they're not noticed. even in my top five of marketing. 
right now. No, now. I'm not looking back a year, like five years <laughs> ago. I have my, my statuettes already starting. I'm just saying, stop office. living in the fucking past, guys. Stop living in the fucking past. We're looking forward. If cool. we talk about looking forward cool. to Thanks. Cincinnati, uh, fantastic supporters culture. Um, they just destroyed uh, New England. They never New looked England's terrible. even bothered. But what what's Friedel's also, getting si- that, sacked. That's what I want to talk about. Is, Friedel, is Friedel's Brad, getting fired? Brad Friedel's Friedel fired. criticized uh, at halftime Cincinnati's playing style, saying they were too defensive. When you watch the game, they were not sitting back at no. all. No. Uh, they have just great uh, defensive shape. And kudos to Greg Garza for being able to go to another team with that kind of supporter culture so that he's not just like going from us to some bullshit like in New oh, England. Absolutely. Right. Deserve, he deserves a, a city and a team. Yeah, so I'm glad, I'm glad Absolutely. to see him. Not uh, only that, but a captain's armband. Yeah, there that's we go. amazing to but, see as well. But Brad Friedel criticized their style, and then of course his own teams. Uh, he does this all the time. He he's like, uh, you know, we don't try hard enough, or whatever. You know, this whole sounds like a very school, Jose Mourinho tactic. Old school, cranky, that works out. cranky old man style. Then he proceeded to apparently have a closed door meeting, then went and talked to the press. And told everything that happened in the closed-door meeting. So what's the point of the – yeah, he's getting – well, I mean, actually, he probably already would be fired if he had an owner that actually knew he was the coach of the team. Yeah, he, he's so busy worrying about his legal f- troubles right now, I don't even think he, he's – I don't think he it's probably on his radar, just like, Oh, yeah, whatever. The, the, only yeah, thing we ho- yeah, the, the only thing we can hope for is that he sells the team when to somebody. When was the last time Bob Kraft was pictured at – a revolution game. I don't know. I don't know. Do those pictures exist? Yeah, he's been to he's been to games, but it's been I don't know. I can't remember the last time I saw. Was he actually watching the game or was he getting a massage? (laughs) 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 But um, you mean was he in a parlor and they have a like small little video just recording of it? Who knows? Um, Streaming was streaming. Who knows? Okay, now you're just get expanding on that. <laughs> I mean, I'm just. I'm, wow. Uh, I don't know why I'm uh, going into this vision in my in yeah. my mind, but apparently, I don't Kelly. think they have a sting operation <laughs> set up at Gillette Stadium. I, I will say this. I, I will say this that that everything that we're talking about with Friedel tells me that it's a it's a manager who knows he's lost his team a long time ago. Sounds like Jose Mourinho. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what happens to those people? Well, they get fired when your owners actually. And then they become TV analysts. Yeah. <laughs> and then try to get jobs at other places until better people get them, like Zidane. So, looking ahead, guys, uh, Columbus Crew, uh, we're back in action uh, this Saturday. Um, and, you know, one of the things that people are going to be looking for immediately is some level of improvement, right? Um, I don't think that necessarily has to be a win. Of course, I think we need a result. I'd say not point. losing on the road would be improvement at this point. Correct. But also, you know, if we don't get a, a, a win, if we get a draw, or even if we lose, if we show that we have improved, that we're we're actually creating chances, and we're we're, we're doing these things that uh, we haven't been doing in terms of um, uh, just looking exciting. You know, that's what we talked about. Darren Neal said that we will remain a, a exciting attacking soccer team Mm -hmm. and so there's expectations and Tito Vialba alluded to this in the article the very South soccer article that you know that he believes that this is something that's we're on the verge of again so I think that and I talked about it in my in uh, the blog that we that we do uh, last week on the Gwinnett Daily how I think and I've been a critic of Frank DeBoer as many of you know especially if you've seen my fan cams I've, I've, I'm worried about him, but I think that he does need time. I think we are allowed to be frustrated when you're not playing well, but also you have to understand that not everything happens overnight. It takes Correct. time to build into something that's new, and maybe you know sometimes evolving takes a little bit longer than you want it to. But 
if, you know, say come June, May, we're still not creating chances or anything, then you have a problem. But you have to believe that the front office knew what they were doing. So many people were already like, you know, are Darren Eels and, and Carlos Bocanegra actually that smarter? Was Tata just lucky? Yeah, it's everybody like, didn't become stupid overnight. They didn't overnight. become stupid overnight. Like, they <laughs> didn't, they didn't luck like their P, way. Just like PT didn't stop becoming yeah, a good soccer player. they didn't luck their way into doing everything they've done so far with this team. So we just have to trust them, see if they can improve and continue to build on that. And maybe the reason he was playing with the handbrake on was because he did not trust his team enough to let them fully go yet within his system. If he never does that, then we'll have a problem. Yeah. But once they understand what he wants and how he wants them to move and interchange positions and defend when he feels comfortable with that, then he has to let them go. But if they never get there, that's his fault. And if he never lets it go, that's his fault. Then you can talk about sacking him. But that takes some time. And, and I've, I have said since minute one, you're not going to see this team until June the way that it really needs to be. You don't humming. play like Barcelona overnight. Exactly. And, and Barcelona doesn't play at Barcelona overnight. They've had seasons where they go from the treble exactly. to, to, to getting yeah. booed by their own fans. Amen. So. Yeah. And that's going to happen at every club in world when football. When there's major changes. Yeah. Whether yeah. it's Man United, you know, doing well under Ferguson and being shit for the last five years. By the way, Ole's at the wheel. Had to get that in. Um, like, you will, you will have big clubs that struggle. Arsenal is one of the best clubs in world football in the 90s yep. and early 2000s. And they have struggled since... Mm -hmm. Basically, they built a stadium. Big teams will struggle. You will have points in time where you're like, why are we not playing well? At Man United, I had to deal with a team that is used to high-flying attack and built on attack and going forward, playing dull, boring, sideways, backwards football that infuriated me. Yeah. The club came wise of that eventually now, but it takes time sometimes. Atlanta United is very clear. They interact with their fans more than I've seen almost any club do. They are aware that people are frustrated. If something's not matching their vision, they'll act on it. But also right now, who do you go get if you sack Frank DeBoer? Right, exactly. Like, there's nothing yeah, it, you're going to yes, do. You have to you, give the man you. time. If you sack him, who's going to get Friedel the job? Brad Friedel may be available in a few months. How about <laughs> new? But, but there's more to it. There's uh, Okay, I, I, there's levels to this shit. Oh, there's more than just the first team. You have to look at the fact that they're building the academy, rebuilding the academy, ground up, the way that the academy players are developed, the way their nutrition, their training, everything is going to be rebuilt. And when you talk about the ability, the margin of, of raising a player, we talked about it with Russell, the draft pick, selling them. If you get five, ten million, the value is tremendous. Whenever you look at getting an academy player and raising them up from nothing and then selling them five, ten million, that's tremendous value for your club. Frank has full operational knowledge on how to do this, more than Tata Martino did. Absolutely. You, he's going to build this thing up. It's, you are building not It's just, a long-term investment. Yes. You're building a system, not just a team, a system, ground up. You're going to build this club for the next 20 years if you do it right. I think we want to be the Barcelona of MLS, and I'm going to be honest. I'm fine with that. It just takes a while to get there. And again, we're in year three. We've got a championship already. Life's pretty damn good. Yes. Can we're I, filling a bunch of people Can in. I be negative? Person. No, All right. person. I'm, I'm going to be I'm angry at be, Kelly now. I'm not going to be negative. I just would like from the two of you or the three of you to give me an idea that if things don't change... At what point do we say things have not changed? August. I'd say August. Yeah. I think that how the Are East is this year. Are we all coll right. collectively agreed that well, if things oh, have wait, not wait. changed in August? No, things have not I don't know. August, I give him a sacking him? Or are we talking about Con considering rechanging? I'd almost write this season off May. now that I think Next about May. it. Next May. I'd say Next because May. you have you have Gold Cup and international Next stuff May? this year. A Next whole May. year. You, yeah. you have if you're going to sack someone in Atlanta United's case yeah. right now, we are in the position where we can go get anybody for a manager. Okay, so hold on. A whole year. This is this is also excluding the fact that. We will not get U.S. Open Cup. Okay. We've never gotten U.S. Open Cup. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that was new. <laughs> okay. No, hold on. The reason is CCL qualification. 
We well, will I not get any that, CCL but, but qualification. It's a, a two-year running points okay. total, and we have more points than anyone else. So even if we did barely make this playoffs, year, we could, if we make playoffs, okay. We'll make playoffs. If we make the playoffs, he's not going anywhere. If he if he doesn't make the playoffs, in August, yes, if it looks sad. like we're already like pretty much done you in terms of the you, playoff line, on, that's where the, I start the, the reason I'm looking at this is Nick, is Nick is saying okay with all this. Yeah. Nick, if you think we don't make the playoffs this year, that he still gets till mm -hmm. next May. You, keep in mind, my, my team is AC Milan. We are under the, the sort of Damocles when it comes to financial fair play. We are not improving near nearly as rapidly as I want, but there are improvements. Right, we, we talk about building, and now we are more competitive. We, we, we were we were nothing last year. Well, and now, now you have a decent-ish owner who might sell you on to someone who will actually be able to afford the club. Yes, that helps. That but helps. I also we, but, we're but also in on, a, let me yeah. let me get my let me get my thing here because and, and because you, you you gave me the the look of a thousand daggers when I said next May, and the reason why I say next May is because we have to see what happens going forward. With the, with the players that he brings up, not just the players who are on the roster yeah, currently, true. because not every those players came in and they fit Tata's system. But if you have players who are coming in now who fit Frank's system and they perform at a higher level and you can see that, oh, when, when player X, Y, and Z are in, the level of play went up. So When you've actually got winger depth that know how to play in his style of system. you have depth, yeah. Yeah. you're not relying on oh, so now we, whatever. Now, yeah, so, now, so now we can see that maybe we weren't able to get this kind of development on our timeline to make the playoffs and be successful and win the Open Cup or whatever. But we can see measurable improvement. Then you got to give him the next make. And, and because you have to be able to find someone to replace him. I think, yes. I think, I think Frank's saving grace, or Frank, uh, I've been told by Igor, who's Dutch, did my tattoo from Portland. Shout out. Uh, <laughs> says Frank. Frank. Uh, what I have to remember, too, is, um, you know, if he... Even if like we barely crawl into the playoffs, if he's playing a fun, attacking style, mm -hmm. he'll be fine. Where I, he's going to get into trouble is if people stop showing up because it's just boring as shit. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> that's honestly a lot of the commentary I've been getting from people who have been going to the games, who aren't in the support section yep. like I am, is this is boring. Well, they're right. It yeah, was boring. It is boring. I mean, yeah. it was hard to watch. It was yeah. hard to watch. So I think. And that's what when we talk about the Columbus game, right? For me, I just want to see some level of improvement. I, I don't think he still had much time. We had guys on international break, right? They're coming back. We have more injuries and stuff like that. The so New England game, I think, is more honestly. That is a, more of a, a you know, we're going to have a team that is dreadful. You have to beat New England. We have to be able to rake them. Slaughter. Just kill them. Yeah. And do it in an attractive style, not a 1-0, you know, boring game. I'm sorry, like, just Put go all out. Four on the board. Yeah, yeah, and then that will be an interesting litmus test because yeah. if, that, if, if, if we don't show improvement or uh, an attacking or, or, or attractive style of soccer mm -hmm. at that point, the fans were gonna, are going to start to just blow up. They're yeah, just going to lose their fucking minds. It's honestly at that point about shots on goal. It's it's about the stats that you want to yep. talk about. We can talk about percentage of uh, possession all Please day don't. long. <laughs> But I'm just saying, if we do not have percentage of possession as well as shots on goal, there's an issue there. So, so we talk about losing fans. Are any of you guys on the Atlanta United uh, ticket exchange? Oh, God, no. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I, I am never, because I need to sometimes ticket. sell yeah. tickets. But other than yeah. that. I, I can tell you that there are people who are trying to sell tickets and then 
they, they make some comment of, oh, well, you know, it's so boring, whatever. I don't know if I'm going to go this week. And there's like 15 comments below them. Like, I've been waiting on the season ticket list for a year and a half. You shut your dirty mouth. Give me the damn yeah. tickets <laughs> right now. I'm right. fine with that. If people yeah. give up their season tickets because we have like a shitty season. There will month, be more people good. waiting in line. Like, yeah. there's people willing to take yeah. your place. But, and if you're yeah, not willing to accept that you're I not going to look sometime, like, having a bad seven, eight game run. That's that happens in a season. Yeah. You can have a bad seven, eight game run and still win a title. Yes. Like we might just be bad right now. I think the other thing that would involve getting Frank DeBoer fired is if he just pisses off the entire dressing room and everyone. Yeah. If he hates loses him. the dressing yeah, room. That's, that's, that, that's, that's the problem. That's, that's the locker room sad. issue. But, uh, from the sound of it, the players they don't sound like they think the system information the issues. They just haven't even had time to, to train together. Time. They'll be playing yeah. once a week now, They're so they can frustrated. play a game. They can train, they can learn, they can improve. As opposed to playing a game, not being able to train because you're flying everywhere, you have to rest yes. and take care of your body, so you can't train. You can't. I honestly think the reason that they've looked so bad is because he kept talking about you have to play 11 v 11 in practice. I swear down that I think these matches were basically ersatz training sessions, mm -hmm. where he's like, you're going to go out there and play this system yep. because I cannot get you in an 11 v 11 situation at any other point in time right now, so we're just and gonna you're, we're going to yeah. go out and we're going to do it in the game. You know, fuck it, we'll do it live, mm -hmm. and that's what. They they tried to do and it it's been frustrating but they're learning and if yeah. they don't learn and they don't show learning like what you're saying they don't show that improvement then it's like all right what are we doing now but yeah. i can at least understand him trying to play the same thing it over sounds and over like again. there's an open dialogue with the team too where the players and the coach yeah. are talking about that's Let's very this, important which is good to hear so well also ownership because i'm sure ownership said look uh frank you don't have to worry yeah. about riding the brake buddy open and, it up because that's what the fans want and Let's there's go. so many positives with their young players doing well at lane i had two right now like we talked about and stuff like that that it, i mean there's there's still so much time, so much, uh, it's, and this is a league where you can, even if theoretically we didn't make the playoffs, right, which is not going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. But if we didn't make the playoffs, this is a, a league where you could come back and win the trophy the next season. I mean, the, yeah. the, par <laughs> the parody yeah. is real. So as much as we complain about salary caps and this sort of stuff, it's also to our benefit because you, know you could come really... back and just completely blow, blow it out of the water the, the season after. So I. I would actually really love this, and I, and I don't think it's possible, but I, I it just it's in my mind for like giggles. Uh, if we as Atlanta United won the Supporter Shield, and New York Red Bulls won the Cup, why would you even say that? That's not going to happen. Why would you even say anything about Red Bulls winning because MLS Cup? Honestly, they should win the MLS nah, Cup. Nah, bump that. If you can't fill your stadium, you don't deserve to win MLS Cup. Yeah, that's you my need opinion. A, that should be a fill rule. If you get first. an MLS Cup and you haven't filled a quota. Of your stadium, of your you, have stadium. To, you have to give it to the you second place team. You have to give it to the second place team. <laughs> VAR video assistant review. To, your fans suck. Yeah, Therefore, yeah. I you love don't that idea. It. Let's do that. Uh, this makes me so mad. Just and anybody no, it'll with the go Red to, Bulls marketing team, please contact me. Let's work this. If you out. don't have, if you can't fill a percentage, uh, if you can't fill at least twenty-five percent of your stadium on average, then it goes to uh, an MLS fan vote. And <laughs> 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 United probably wins. Probably. Did Julian Gressel win? By the way, for the German. Uh, it's going it's, for another uh, week or two. It's like April something. Yeah, so oh, he's going to win. It's a whole yeah, yeah. Week. If you just keep letting, because you can vote multiple times. Yeah, yeah you can. Yeah, I know. So I've noticed. I don't think the German association knew what they were what doing. What they were getting into no, when they did no. this. No. If you guys don't know, he's been anoint, uh, nominated to anointed. become the anointed, nominated uh, to become the what? Uh, German ambassador. German football ambassador. German yeah. football ambassador. Right. Uh, uh, one last thing, really quick, uh, on, on Frank before before we move on. Oh, okay. One thing, uh, his best buddy. Edwin Vandersar, right? Yes. Right? Who's like a. I love that who's, man. Who's a very high level he was official at, he, with Ajax, yes? Yeah. He was the CEO at, of Ajax. Okay, so yeah. do you not think that Vandersar would not say, you know what, I have some guys who aren't playing, 
that could really use some more Wasn't minutes. Wasn't he at the hey, draft? Frank, with he, them? Was, he was he sitting was, with them? Yeah, he was. They, they were on uh, winter break, Ajax were, and they were playing in a little mini-friendly tournament just to keep match fitness yeah. in Orlando. So he was there with, yeah. with Ajax. But like, Hanging out with Frank DeBoer Here's the only draft. problem with that, though, is that involves international slots, which we don't have. Unless you get rid of that rule, you can't bring those guys in. CBA. You also have, yeah, but... I think you still would rather have them protecting American players to a degree to where I don't think you'll have enough spots to bring over young Dutch players. Not saying if we had one or two here and there. No, but that's, also, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying important also, the team. I'm just if, saying If they're team. good enough, I think Ajax is playing them and they wouldn't be sending them here. Okay, here's my question about the whole international and protecting American players. What? Does it protect American players if we are hindering the amount of international players that can come? Or is it is it deterring them because they're not able to grow to their full potential because they've got to be better than the international players that are coming in? Well, for what it's worth, every league has a homegrown yeah. type rule where you have to have, I think maybe... Ours isn't even the strictest. Yeah, it's not, actually Atlanta's isn't even, I mean, not Atlanta, MLS is, isn't even that strict compared to other leagues where you have, I mean, for instance, Italy, you couldn't have more than, well, you couldn't have any foreigners up to the 80s and you could have one and then it ended up being three. But it's like with MLS... I think maybe if you flip it around and say you have to have a minimum of homegrown players or players who were trained in your country, that's fine as opposed to restricting right. foreign internationals. Right. I think there's a way you can do it where you have to have X amount of Americans. My opinion is the higher quality of the league, that means the Americans that do get through it will be better. And if, yeah. even if you have less of them, your national team will be better for it Correct. because you'll have less players, but they will the be thing much is, more skilled. You know, the that's, my, that's my point. If, you. use, if more teams are following the, the, our model, you're gonna, they're only going to be around a year or two before they're moved on anyway. Exactly. <laughs> so. All right. Sorry, I, I, I ran, ran Yeah, that's okay. Okay. So Atlanta United 2 has some upcoming matches. They're playing St. Louis FC on Saturday, March 6th. They're exciting to watch, guys. It just is so much more fun to watch them on an actual soccer pitch yes. at Kennesaw. Uh, sorry, Gwinnett Strivers. Just, it's just better. Um, and uh, so you can check them out at 730 p.m. Closer. Depending on where you Depending live. Where yes, you live. that's how geography works. <laughs> it is closer. For I'm some, with you. it is with farther you. away. I'm with you. Because there are a lot of people that, that live in Gwinnett that would say, go fuck yourself. Uh, it, it is, is no lot closer. It's what used to be two minutes for me. Oh, like, <laughs> I could walk. No, I can't. I'm sorry, but getting to Gwinnett, it, for me, means losing like three oxen, 40 yeah. the river, and oh, Timmy dying of yeah. dysentery. So. I think for most of us, Gwinnett is very difficult. Yes. But there's a I huge, never went to a game in Gwinnett. No, there is a huge LA United contingent in Gwinnett. Oh, absolutely. They are massive. Yeah, they are and very are, large. And I feel bad because they were so important to our supporter section and all that sort of stuff. So, but uh, they this have to go further. But this stadium field fits perfectly. It was to built for yeah. And the camera angles on TV look better. Everything looks better. Um, and then they play uh, at Memphis 901 on Wednesday. What a name for a team. The 10th. Oh, I love that. Followed by uh, playing at Kennesaw North Carolina FC. Uh, some upcoming events, guys. Uh, the Dogwood Festival is coming up. I think Elena is going to have a tent there and all that. Uh, so I'm sure maybe we'll see some pop-ups or something like that, um, as well as the Amplified Decatur Music Festival on the 13th in April. And then there are no player appearances. Um, although, like, I check out the player appearance website, and I didn't see anything about this Gladiators match yet. I was getting tweets all up in my timeline yesterday when we were hanging out with Breck Shea of people getting their picture taken with the players at the Gladiators hockey match, the minor league hockey team. I had no idea it was happening. Where does this stuff get posted? That, that was uh, that was through the Gladiators, and I want to say the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce or something. Okay, yeah. that was not like, through the team. But there are people like I see the same faces at every event. That oh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, how are you hooked into? Ev like I thought I had to keep track of what's going on. There are some of y'all that are just crazy. Like yeah. I don't know if you have like a special pager that goes off, like Google alerts. Baller alert. Or, <laughs> I feel like I feel like they the follow one them on you're, Snapchat. You're referring to is Percy Herrera. <laughs> well, Percy's one of them. Also, um, uh, Anne. 
I think, uh, and yeah, there's, there's a number of people. I feel I like see. Percy has like the in with the gladiators for some oh, reason. Yeah. So I'm like, I feel like Percy would know. Percy, hook me up with some tickets, man. Yeah. yeah. Have any up. of those players ever actually played hockey in their life? Like, I don't know. Just for lols? Uh, LGP tried to shoot towards goal and missed incredibly. Yeah, that seems about right. Yeah. Bless his heart. He was on the ice? <laughs> yeah, he was on the ice. Oh, God. Don't no. let him on the ice. No, no, no. no, 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 no. He wasn't standing on the ice. He was standing on a piece of carpet that was I, on the ice. Oh. As Jose Mourinho can to... say, even the carpet isn't safe. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> Even the carpet in your Russian league Can you is not. Imagine safe. if he no. got injured on the ice. Oh my that god! Like, oh, you've never lived that I'd down. Boycott the, the gladiators just for that. Guys, we're up to eighty reviews on iTunes. Please yes. do leave us an iTunes review. If you do, we will read it out loud. Once on we the get podcast. to hundred, we are going to do some sort of a giveaway. That's right. We'll give away all of Tanner's Manchester United jerseys. Yes, we will. All of them. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Including all of his scarves as well. <laughs> That's a He's lot. Got a lot of scarves. Not going to happen. Uh, again, definitely going to happen. Uh, if you guys weren't aware. Atlanta Beer Bus is now offering a shuttle to the Gulch for tailgates from Second Self Brewery. So the shuttle starts four hours before kickoff when the tailgate starts and ends an hour after the match. That's a good deal. So tickets are just 15 bucks. You could use whoa, whoa, our promo whoa, whoa, whoa. code. How much? 15, 15 bucks. So And you could use the Unrel promo, promo code for promo 20% code for off. 20% off. So and you're basically, you're, 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 you don't have to pay for parking. Nope. You can get drunk. Yep. You can also then get picked up and brought back to your car. Yep. All for f- under fifteen dollars if you use yeah. the promo code That's on insane rail. Value. Yeah, That's That's insane insane. Value. so why are you not? And you can drink on your that. way to the game. Yeah, yeah. atlantabeerbus.com. Legal. You can you can drink at the at that second self and then get on the bus and then drink yeah. at the Gulch and oh then drink at the game. Well, hopefully and then not drinking a lot because you still have to get your car and then drive home. Yeah, so. well, you drink. That's why you <laughs> right. appreciate yeah. sober up during the game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, drink responsibly, please. Atlantabeerbus.com. Create your own beer adventure. Yeah, guys, I want to thank you for coming on. Nick, where can we find you? Uh, tell us about soccer over there. Okay, so soccer over there, uh, typically on Monday nights around 6.30, 6.30, depending on schedules. It's myself, Jason Longshore, John And that's Nelson. under the Soccer Down Here podcast? That is. It's okay. on the Soccer Down Here app. Uh, yep. Feel free. Just tune in. We always have some special guests. We are trying to uh, get some people on from the wonderful nation of Italy pretty soon. Hope to get them on. And where can, hey. they, find you on, where can they find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me at Nick Leafy or search the Garlic Bread Warlord. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and Tanner. Where can we find you? Uh, what's it all about? It. Uh, well, pretty much everything is through Atlanta Fan TV for me, so I'm just going to say follow Atlanta Fan TV if you have not already. But if you're watching this, let's be honest, you probably have. I'm going to be honest. I do not know my Twitter name until right now. It is He's at T.W. McLeod. I had to look it up. T.W. McLeod. He had to look it up. He literally had to open Twitter and look it up. You're so humble, Tanner. I do not know the name of my own Twitter. And if you want to find me on Instagram, I don't know what that name is either. No, so, no one's yeah. going to talk right. into the microphone, Tanner. Nobody cares about Instagram, so they just go to Kelly's Instagram. I Everybody's all about Kelly. Pretty Honestly. much just tweet about yeah. sports, mostly Good. Manchester so, United and Atlanta. <laughs> so please go to the Atlanta United Fan TV YouTube channel, like, subscribe, share. You'll see content with Kelly, Jessica, and I as well up on there. We're doing a lot of cool stuff, as we talked about earlier in the pod. You can find us at Unreal ATL on all the social media. You can find me J A Y underscore Riddle on Twitter. And you can find me at the Kelly Francis on all the social medias. And you can find Jessica at Jessica ATLUTD. And guys, have a good one.